0: This is Cody Ray Miller, and you're listening to the Dude Fuel Podcast. The understanding of value is one of the greatest life lessons. And if it's one that you haven't yet fully learned or rightly learned, I might say, now would be a terrific time for you to learn it. See, there are many things about value that people really don't understand. One of them is that we all get paid for the value that we provide to the world. It isn't about how hard you work. It isn't about the sweat on your brow. It isn't even about the hours that you put in at your job. It's ultimately about the value that you bring And provide ultimately to the world, could be to your company um, to start, and then your company distributes things to the world. But ultimately, you uh, are paid in accordance to the value that you bring, whether that's at your job or a business you're building or a side project or whatever it is that you're doing. So this sort of lesson number one about value. Lesson number two, I would say, is that value is truly in the eye of the beholder. There is no objective standard by which we can measure whether something is valuable or not, or how valuable it is, if it's valuable at all. Value is something that is perceived, and it's perceived by um, individuals, and yet groups in society can and do value and appraise things, um, and that's where we get our markets, right? And That's where we ultimately get our our uh, uh, free market economy, or a somewhat free market economy, as it were. And so, value is—it's something which is shifting. And changing. If you look up the price of gold or silver uh, from day to day, you'll see fluctuations. They might be uh, rather small fluctuations, but they're fluctuations nevertheless. Companies, uh, their value is constantly shifting, right? That's the stock market. Um, And so, you know, things change over time. Uh, certain materials which maybe weren't valued in one society or at one time can all of a sudden become incredibly valuable because there's a new purpose for them or there's a new understanding, um, you know, a- a- about those materials and-, and what they can do. You know, silicon, for example, Um you know, silicon is not overly valuable um, until you have the technological revolution. And now all of a sudden silicon is incredibly valuable, much more valuable than it was, because now we can use it to create semiconductors. And, and you know, we can then create computers and mobile phones and tablets and all the amazing technology that we have today. But, you know, you go back in time and, uh, you know, back before the computer age, the technological revolution, and silicon's not all that valuable, right? So value shifts, um, value changes over time. The third thing that I would share with you today about value is that you can increase your value and the value that you bring to the marketplace. You have the incredible capacity to learn new skills. And so many times lately I'm talking with someone who wants to better their life. They want to get out of a hole that they've dug for themselves financially. Some of them have fallen on very hard times. It's not, I don't mean to make it sound as if it's entirely their fault because we all have circumstances that that we can't control, right, and and financial difficulties can fall upon all of us. So I'm not blaming them. Uh, I'm simply saying many of them indeed have dug a hole and whether it was initiated by circumstances or otherwise, they're looking to better their situation. But with many of these individuals, I find that they're rather rigid, and they're not very flexible or adaptable to the market and what it's valuing. So they look at themselves as a certain type of person, and they say, well, the world ought to value me more. But of course I would say to them, okay, can you change everyone's opinion of what is valuable? No it would be much more difficult. Let's assume that it was possible. It would be much more difficult to do that, to change the mind and opinion of an entire culture or society so that now they value janitors or ditch diggers or whatever it is that you do more highly than they currently do. Let's say that you could, would it be worth the effort or wouldn't it be easier and better, more time efficient and cost effective for you to simply pivot and learn a new skill that the marketplace values so there are plenty of jobs out there you know people talk about the job market being bad yeah it fluctuates i mean it it really does there are jobs in one sector and then those jobs disappear, you know, and new jobs come up in a new sector. This is the thing, right? Bruce Lee said, you got to be like water, (laughs) right? You have to be flexible. You have to be adaptable. Too many people have, you know, basically staked their livelihood on this is the skill that I have. This is the skill set I have. This is what I'm going to do with my life. And then if, if the jobs dry up, they don't know what to do. They don't know how to shift so as to bring value to the marketplace. And many of them are stuck in the very poor mindset of thinking that they're paid for their time, right? Of of thinking that they should be paid based on how valuable their skills objectively are or how rare they are. But if the marketplace isn't valuing something, the people have spoken right? No matter how cool it is, no matter how awesome it is, if the market, and by the market, I mean people in a society, in a culture in general, um, you know, today we have global markets, right? So if people on planet earth are not willing to pay good money for whatever it is, you know how to do, or you know how to create, then that should tell you it's not valuable to them right now, at this time, in this moment. If you're going to do art, do art. But there's a reason that the trope of the starving artist has become like a living meme, right? It's become a trope. It's become a cliché. Because people don't always value art to a high degree okay there are exceptions there i know certain paintings go for millions of dollars right but in general that idea of the starving artist is there for a reason I, I was talking with a friend many years ago and he said look i i learned this very important advice i said if i can't make money with it that's i'm going to call that thing a hobby if i can't make money with it it can be one of my hobbies but i'm going to do something where i can earn a living and earn the sort of living that i want for my family and for my own life. And I thought that was pretty insightful. Speaking with um, a mentor years ago, he talked about, uh, he spoke with the founder of a company. They were a cement company. And uh, the founder of this company said, yeah, we make cement today. He said, but tomorrow, if there's something else that we can make that, you know, you know, we, we can reasonably bring to market, that's what we'll make. If all of a sudden people aren't interested in cement, guess what? We're going to quit making cement and we're going to make something else. You see, companies do this all the time. Companies pivot, right? They, they, you know, start making one. I mean, Nintendo started out as a playing card company. Nintendo started out as a playing card company, right? And then, you know, Nintendo is a great example, by the way. Then they moved into electronics, they moved into, you know, video games, and then the PlayStation hit and, uh, you know, Xbox came in and basically Nintendo tried and they just could not compete. And so they stopped trying to compete after the GameCube and they said, we're gonna do something radically different, and they created the Nintendo Wii, which was radically, radically different from PlayStation and Xbox, what they were offering. You see, they wanted to bring something valuable to the marketplace, and they hadn't been able to compete with the big dogs, with Sony and Microsoft, which was kind of funny, because Nintendo got there first, right? Really, Atari got there before them. So things are constantly shifting. That's that's my point here. Whether you're a video game nerd like me or not, doesn't matter things are constantly shifting. Value, people's you know idea of what is valuable is constantly shifting. So you have to be moving as well. You have to be flexible and adaptable, adaptive um, as well. And so again, it's all about value. You are paid for the value that you bring to the marketplace. Value is truly in the eye of the beholder and you control the value that you bring. You can increase your value by learning new skills. You are not static or fixed where you are today. If you're not making enough money at your job, go and do something else. Lord knows I am. I love my job as a teacher when I'm teaching. There are certain things about the job I don't enjoy, right? And so what am I doing? I'm building my own brand. I'm doing my own thing. um, And I'm doing something that I believe in. And I'm doing something where I see value. And I think the market sees value there as well. But you know what? I go down this road. And if it's not valued, I quit doing it. I mean, that's just a part of what we all have to do in life. We have to see, you know, hey, what's worth my time? There are a million and one things that you could go out and do right now. So Our task is figuring out which things are truly valuable, both to us and to society, to the market, so that we can enrich the lives of others and also live the sort of life that we want to live. Well, as always, this podcast is dedicated to you and to your success. I hope you got some value today from the podcast. And I hope if you did, you'll consider um, subscribing to the Dude Fuel podcast. We'd love to have you as a regular um, listener. We're currently doing um, one episode every single day and I'm, I'm jotting out a plan for 2020. Uh, we might change some things around a little bit, but I've really enjoyed doing this podcast, speaking with you, getting to know some of you, um, some of the comments that I've gotten and people who've reached out to me and you know, found me on Facebook. We chatted. I've really appreciated that. It really has enriched my life. And, And so I thank you for that. I hope that this podcast has given to you as well and provided you with, with, with real value in your eyes as the beholder. But I'm Cody Ray Miller. Thank you so much for listening. And I do look forward to sharing another message with you very soon tomorrow.